So Anita, what do you want to discuss today? Let's discuss robots. I like it. What got you thinking about robots? Well, I was um, starting a book because I had a you know a list of books on my list of books that I ought to read because they'd be cool um, list, and it's Nature's Robots by Charles Tanford. So I downloaded on my Kindle and I started reading it, and it was very dense. Um, these authors, if you are interested in reading a book that takes kind of the information about who was at which conference and all these academic papers and puts them together into sort of a um, a story, kind of creating a story of um, you know, the people and the moments that brought a whole discipline together. Um, it's interesting. But I didn't actually finish it over break because okay. it was very dense and it was a lot. And I don't know that much about chemistry side of things. Okay, interesting. It was chem- so it was more of the, would you say it was more of the biochemistry of, uh, you were saying proteins? Yeah, so it's like the history of protein science. Um, and so they were talking about how like early protein science, they were sort of like purifying and crystallizing different things. And they were looking at um, different bloods and different things from animals in kind of almost alchemical ways. Like I think the chemists were looking at the biochemists, like what are you doing with these, you know, animal extracts? Um, but, you know, they started uh, uh, analyzing the elements included in them and... Um, figured out that like they had to be a macromolecule and all kinds of sort of debates that got resolved through further experiments. So what exactly makes proteins, I guess, what, 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 what makes them robots? Well, according to these uh, authors' definition, um, a robot takes um, very specific instructions and carries out a very specific task. So they're kind of connection they were trying to make there is that like proteins um carry out um very specific tasks just like um just like a robot would okay so it's a bit more of a metaphor for what proteins are rather than a than a definition a categorization of proteins Interesting, because I've I've always wondered what kind of counts as a robot, like what what a robot is. Um, what what do you think a robot is aside from their definition? Do you think do you agree with their definition? Do you think there's a a better definition for what a robot is? I mean, I always think of like little mechanical dudes, but um, I think um, I think it's a funny word to choose because. One of the things that one of the points the book makes is that proteins are kind of ubiquitous, you know, like in cells and stuff. Like we didn't know how much of the tasks done by biology are all done by proteins, but you hear about it. It's DNA, it's RNA, it's proteins, and there are small molecules too. But like proteins do almost everything, and we're not really at a point in society yet where where robots do everything for us, are we? Not quite, but we're getting there. I mean, there are a lot of uh, what I would refer to as robots, you know, doing all sorts of things that years ago we had to do ourselves so i mean a lot of a lot of tasks have been automated with robots um manufacturing cars is now primarily done with technology technology the robots you know in factories um but it, it caught my attention because it kind of it's, it's i mean it has an interesting has an interesting etymology has an interesting like origin the word robot all right take us back to the beginning Laurent. Um, well, so, I mean, 
I've I heard I heard this I, I don't remember where I heard this but um, the etymology comes from a, a Czech playwright um, who wrote uh, who wrote this kind of science fiction play um, involving androids. Um, I don't remember if he used the word robot in the if I recall correctly he didn't use the word robot in the play itself. But his brother actually coined the term, um, and it actually comes from a Czech word, uh, robota. I'm not going to try to pronounce it in Czech, but um, it it's an interesting. You can check. You can, you can check, check your pronunciation against the you can check correct pronunciation. pronunciation. That's true. But from what I know, it it's its etymology has to do with labor. Um, I think so. Wiktionary actually um, defines it as uh, serfdom. Um, so kind of like, like someone who labors, um, and does, well, I, I think, I think it has to do with, it has to do with the word labor. Um, it's actually also cognate. Proteins with the German... do work. Exactly. I mean. They're good so far. Yeah. It, it fits, it, it, it's a good description. Um, but it's, it's also, it's also cognate with the German, um, Arbeit, which means to work. So it really has to do with labor and work and. I think that's kind of a good working definition for what robots it's a do. It's working definition. Ha, <laughs> working definition. Um, I, I didn't even But know. I do work. Yeah. I do my schoolwork. I do all the work. Am I am I a robot? Well, I mean, yeah, do, do you, like it, it it depends on how you define how you define a robot um, today because there are a lot of things yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because I, I thought a lot about what gadgets are because there are all sorts of words: gadget, technology, tools, robots, and how they are related and how they're different. I guess I would define robots as being more mechanical or electrical. I mean, I've seen definitions of robots being having to do with like computers, giving them like um, instructions on how to, how to work. So it's it's some kind of process or task that's automated using electrical and computer components as well i kind of assume robots have like a hardware component they're not just like software like someone told me i have this software that'll automatically do this clicking and this scrolling on the internet for you and then select this thing for you automatically like i think of that as a bot well no but the term people often use is bot right b-o-t without the r-o i think the important part is automation i think i think the the point of a robot is it does some kind of repetitive task that's um, automated. You don't. You the the user gives the bot instructions, the robot instructions, and then the robot takes, um, you know, takes those instructions and and does whatever process it needs to be, uh, that needs to it needs to do. So I mean, I guess in some way proteins are are a perfect like robot. I mean, they have a certain task. They have instructions on how to do the, the, those tasks that built into the structure of the protein, right? I mean, yeah. the way it's folded tells you how it like. How it interacts with different molecules and and things like that. So I yeah, think... sequence determines structure, determines function is one of the kind yeah. of catchphrases you often hear. And that's a good point, Laurent, that um, a lot of people and more complicated things like people can do lots of different tasks, and they can do repetitive tasks if they're if someone explains to them how to do it. But um, I mean, if they you... don't necessarily have to to do the same task. They can do different tasks. Um, they're not built to do one task. And maybe one of the definitions of a robot is it's, like, built to do, like, one thing. Yeah, in some ways, robots are kind of optimized for one task or maybe multiple separate tasks that go towards one one overarching function. Um, I think it's interesting because, I mean... Or, like, factory robots, for example. Like, they can 
do similar tasks that involve like grabbing things and like you know being on the assembly line or something and so I assume you can like you know change the exact thing they do based on like what kind of a factory they're in right so it's like it's built to do a certain class of tasks and then you can kind of tell it exactly what it's doing right exactly and I think um I mean it's interesting because the the adjective robotic kind of implies when you when you call someone robotic or like a task robotic it kind of implies like a certain like repetitiveness um or like you don't really have to think about it you're just doing it you're you're um you're executing a certain task you're not staring off at the stars what about wally what about all the like there's so many cute little robots who like in like media and movies who like have souls and are cute and like wally yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting because... And why do we give them souls? Why do we endow them, right? I don't know. Why do we want them to, like... Why do we want robots to yearn for more? I think we want robots to yearn for more. Well, I think it's many the same, people do. I think movies. it's the same reason that we, we, we kind of... Um, we give human characteristics to things that m- probably aren't human. Like, a great example of this is how Hollywood portrays aliens. Mm. I mean, we don't, we, we think of like alien life in a very particular way, having, you know, a face with a nose and an, an eyes and a mouth and kind of having a general human structure, but like... And leaders. And Maybe leaders. to your leader, right? That's like a hierarchy. That's even human social structure. Well, yeah, but even beyond that, like, we we tend to assign human characteristics to non-human things. Um, and it's really interesting that we kind of do the same thing with robots. I mean, you think of androids. Androids are literally robots that are kind of, in some ways, made to look like people. Um, and I think that's what, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of the, ori- the, the origin of the word, is, is having to do with, with people and, and looking like people. I remember I did a, I, I wrote an interesting paper. I took a, sci- a science fiction course in, in undergrad mm-hmm. um, on, uh, and, and, and one of the, I mean, one of the, one of the, um, one of the, the films that we looked at um, was Ex Machina. I don't know if you've ever seen Ex Machina. Yeah, I've heard of it. I won't, I won't spoil anything about it. But no I mean, spoilers. The kind of, the no kind spoilers of, here in this podcast. Uh, the, the kind of idea behind Ex Machina is this, um, the first, you know, fully, like, functional, like, AI that this one CEO has created. And, and kind of the, throughout the entire film... You get the main, you know, the main uh, character who's um, who's an employee at this at this big company. I, I I can't remember if it's Google or like a, just a fictional. Probably fictional. It's probably yeah. fictional, but I, yeah. Anyway, it's it's some kind of big tech company, and he comes in to test this AI, and um, and it's it's incredible how human like this this AI looks. Um, so I think it's really interesting the way we try to um, anthropomorphize. Um, robots and technology well I mean speaking of that like even our recent interaction like I was interacting with the Alexa at your house just now and like um, or the, the yesterday or whatever that was and I'm trying to remember what happened but I think I insulted it and then someone told me that now it's probably sad and so as a joke I like turned to Alexa and I'm, I'm like Alexa are you sad now and then of course she like was like well if you're feeling depressed you should seek help from a friend or family member which by the way I appreciate it. I'm glad someone programmed into the these home aid devices, some sort of, like, prompt to, like, get help if, you know, your mental health is struggling. But, like, I was asking Alexa if she was sad, so kind of turned it back on me there. 
Yeah, but you'll notice that a lot of like the the assistants, Alexa, Siri, a lot of the responses. It's it's not it's not that Siri or Alexa are really like, you know, taking in what you say, thinking about how it makes them feel, and then responding in a, in a creative way that they know. Like, it's a set of algorithms, really, and it's it's a, it's like it's predictive, like. You know, if you hear a certain like set of words, then this is the this is the more most logical response, and it's kind of all about like um, statistics, like what is the like, and then you'll see this. Well, in, we'll like, get your... into, We might get into that more in another episode. I don't know, but um, yeah, well, but I've heard that I was looking it up, and apparently, like some of them, they'll strip the like grammatical words off. So, like, do you like maybe the prepositions and stuff? They might just strip out and take the keywords, then look those up. Yeah, but and automated speech recognition is really interesting. But yeah, I guess that, that could be a topic for another um, another podcast. But I think it's overall really interesting how we choose to interact, or not really even choose. We kind of just are used to interacting with humans and other people, and 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 so it it feels kind of strange to interact with a robot like you would a human. But for some reason, we're very comfortable with it. You know, to some degree, I think. Well, sometimes they annoy you, like. When when I pick when I pick up the phone and I call a store or a corporation or whatever and, and you know they've got this automated phone menu like for information about your order please press one for you know returns please press two for store hours like when you have this robot telling you what the things are you can press you're like what if my option isn't on there this robot's not gonna be flexible it's not gonna like actually engage with me like you don't care about me enough to send me a person who can like dynamically talk to me like yeah i'm so sad (laughs) it's it's, you didn't hire somebody to do that yeah and it's 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 interesting because uh when you interact with like uh, uh one of those automated like call um softwares or programs i guess um there a lot of times they they sound very robotic and you can tell okay well this is obviously um this is obviously a robot what's creepy is when they have and i've seen this i've heard this before actually where they have automated messages that are made to sound way more realistic to human hmm. so you can't sometimes tell if the automated message is just a like a recorded human that they've um they they've taken the, the voice of an actual person or they've made it more human like Or if it's a real person there. Well, you know, Stephen Hawking was famous for having that very robotic sounding voice. But then there's a whole... I was listening to a podcast or reading about recently um, how there's this company that was creating voices for people. So people have like um, degenerative diseases or something where they know they're going to lose their voice. And they'll combine either their own current voice or voices of family members or friends who like have similar, you know, demographics and look like they would have a similar voice. And they kind of make a composite and they kind of create like a human sounding voice for them and then when the when they like type or blink or however they input the information and then the voice that comes out instead of sounding like like you know the the classic Stephen Hawking's robot voice that I, I can't even begin to imitate um they sound more like human like that yeah and there's a lot of I think there's a lot of um there are a lot of advances in that um in that field especially I mean this is kind of related to linguistics in, in many ways in phonology and um Automated like um, speech recognition is very interesting. It's very interesting how we can use um, people's voices and and uh, kind of collect almost like a database of like the the sounds they can they they their range of sounds. 
um, and then kind of create a voice from that. And it's a really it's really interesting to see that that is an advancement um, that's happening and that has already happened for for many people. Um, but it just it really is it's really interesting because it really reminds me a lot of the uncanny valley. Oh, um, I experienced the uncanny valley when I went to my movie theater and watched Cats the movie musical. Um, I was very close to having a nightmare. As I was falling asleep in between the shadows, I was seeing like, like I was imagining like these humanoid cats, and I was very concerned. Yeah, and a lot of people very uncanny, very uncanny cats. Look it up if you haven't seen it. It's crazy. A lot of people are like, um, uh, complaining. I know that when I don't know if you've seen the you saw the original commercial for Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. There were a lot of complaints about Sonic the Hedgehog um, and the way they did his eyes and his teeth. They made it really human-like, which really kind of, I think, it it creeped some people out, including myself when I saw it, because it it was kind of, it was a little bit creepy. The the creators actually changed up the CGI and actually re-released it, Um, so it looks a lot more like the cartoon, but I think... There's a there's definitely a certain point at which it's not quite human, but human enough to be creepy. Yeah, that happens in like actual robots too. Like they've um, I know like they've built robots that have like I think some Japanese researchers are kind of um, definitely like at the forefront of this. But don't quote me on that because I'm not specializing in robotics. But like I know there's like some cool robotics research um, and like kind of looking at okay how do people react to that? And I think one of those people might have been the one to actually propose the uncanny valley effect originally. I was looking that up at one point, but um, yeah, because I've definitely seen. I don't. I don't remember the name of this robot, but there's definitely like there's a, at least a couple of robots where they've got kind of like a plastic, plasticky kind of a yeah. s- silicone. I don't know, like face going on, and then it has like facial muscles, and it can like move the facial muscles and try to like be super like similar to a human and yeah i are trying to get people to start interacting with those i think we're a little far from getting um the thing is i think there are two there are two fronts that have to like a two two kind of subfields that need to kind of improve make make large improvements in order for uh, for me to like really think that like human real humanoid robots can look well, really human. But should they? Right? I don't know if they should. Maybe. I mean, should they? Like the question, like, the thing, the thing that a lot of people maybe bring it's up. A b- poor word choice. I mean, actually, I was having this conversation with someone who who uh, has done a lot of research in in artificial intelligence and um, and machine learning and and the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence is so much different than uh, the, so much different, I think, than than. Uh, science fiction would have us believe um it's it's not nearly as um fantastical i guess it's not for sure it's not as i mean i was literally um at um i remember um i was touring taking some other other students on a tour of a lab and we were looking at uh you know robotics lab so you know here we are at uc berkeley we're doing you know robotics research and this poor little robot is trying to like make a bed so they've got this like fake bed thing set up and they've got kind of a sheet set up on the bed and the robot is trying to find the sheet grab the sheet put the sheet on the bed like you know it takes you and I like maybe like a few minutes right you know you literally just hear like you know you just you just grab a sheet you know you you make the bed you get on with your day but like this robot like after so much trial and error and hours of attempts and like different things it's just like 
completely failing. It's like, that's the kind of thing you need to get past, you know, to get these robots into our homes. Like, the, the you know, main research universities have this robot that's, like, trying its darndest to, like, fold a simple, like, put a simple sheet onto a bed, like it might in, like, a home robot thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely still in development, for sure.